Hey, this is Michael Emery. Thanks for tuning into the Slow Baja. This podcast is powered by Tequila Fortaleza, handmade in small batches, and hands down, my favorite tequila. Hey, I want to tell you about your new must-have accessory for your next Baja trip. Benchmark Maps has released a beautiful, beautiful Baja California Road and Recreation Atlas. It's a 72-page large format book of detailed maps and recreation guides that makes the perfect planning tool for exploring Baja. Pick yours up at benchmarkmaps.com. Hey, this is Michael Emery in the Slow Baja podcast. And I have the good folks from Benchmark Maps today on a Zoom call. And we're going to talk about how this beautiful Baja California Road and Recreation Atlas came to being and what came into being and what they went through to make it and get the backstory. And I've got, uh, well, I'm just going to let everybody introduce themselves. So Neil, take it away. Yeah, I'm Neil Allen, Director of Cartography for Benchmark Maps. I'm Bridger DeVille, uh, Sales and Marketing Director for Benchmark Maps. And I'm David Keir, a lifelong Baja California enthusiast and author of Baja California Land of Missions. And this is David's third appearance on the Slow Baja podcast, but the first by Zoom. So normally I like to get up to see David in person and talk to him about things, but uh, I'm really excited. Uh, There's been some buzz and the buzz hit my um, mailbox uh, day before yesterday and my my Baja California Road and Recreation Recreation Atlas showed up and I've just been diving into it. I had to, I had to, put aside some reading that I was doing for another uh, podcast and just really dive into this. And, uh, you know, I have some of your other atlases, so I'm familiar with the format, but this this really is a, an amazing production because you've broken it down with recreation and you've got the regional maps, of course, and then you have recreation maps and then you have lands, landscape maps. So whose idea was this and how, how how did all this come about? And you know, anybody who wants to tackle these things, dive in. We'll jump in there. Yeah, I was gonna say, um, jump in. Yeah, sure. Um, so several years ago, we started receiving uh, requests from our customers for something um, for Baja California. And we're constantly researching new states to develop atlases for new areas. We had some projects underway um, but it was mostly in the wake of the Baja Almanac by Landon Crumpton uh, that went out of print in 2009 after his untimely death. And um, that title, as everyone knows, became very valuable online and was almost impossible to uh, get a reprint made. Um, so we looked at getting one, taking a look at it. We weren't too familiar with Baja, but we had been down there a few times and really enjoyed it. Um, it's an international title for us, so it's a whole different uh, list of tasks that have to be done in terms of data compiling, and, um, field work, and eventually we were, in 2019, um, we were attending the Esri User Conference in San Diego, which if anyone from San Diego knows it's it's a real big event there. Um, 
for Esri, the kind of GIS software company. And Neil and I were down there and we had a fortuitous uh, dinner meeting arranged with David Keir. And uh, David really got us fired up and put us over the edge and, and helped us really commit to creating the Baja California Road and Recreation Atlas. It's, it was more of a from the beginning project for us because we could not acquire uh, data. Neil can speak more to the technical aspects of that, but we knew we would have to, for lack of a better word, just put, start it from scratch and create it ourselves. And so we took the time to do that. It's very exciting. Um, Neil, do you want to talk about let, a couple of the... Let me jump in here for a second. So uh, I'm, I'm assuming that most of the folks listening to Slow Baja are well aware of the the Baja Atlas. Certainly I've, I picked up a couple of them years ago at Mama Espinosa's when they were already sold out in the States. So by just buying a couple at retail down there, um, you know, I was already, you know, well ahead of the market. Um, and they were, a, they were a little treasure find. I picked up a couple of them recently on Craigslist, a guy who'd used them and and was heading back to Europe and just decided to put them on Craigslist. And I couldn't believe my good fortune to pick up uh, those. And I, I recently gave those away with the um, pending arrival of uh, your product, your new road and recreation atlas. I decided that I should uh, at least get rid of one um, Baja atlas set uh, to the slow Baja folks. So I did a little promotion and a giveaway and made somebody very happy to get that. But your, I, I feel your map, it looks like starting from a clean slate. It's stunning. I mean, no, no corners cut. It's a, it's a beautiful thing to look at and a uh, beautiful uh, and stunning amount of detail. So Neil, take, take it on, tell us what cartographers do and how you approached this project. Well, a lot of it had to do with uh, the guinea. Well, thank you very much for the compliment, first of all, about the looks of it. We're, we're happy with it as well. But yeah, I mean, part of it was started originally from looking at the almanac and just seeing how it worked and functioned. And uh, I mean, it, the almanac also, I think, was uh, complimentary to us and that it had very similar aspects to what we also are. Uh, some of the graphic elements that I think they borrowed from us perhaps over the years. And that's, that's a very common cartographic thing. But yeah, when we started it, we um, looked, looked to that first just to see and, and how that you know, fit the market. And then we just started building uh, just a little bit from scratch. I mean, we've kind of built it in a data format you know, without thinking of how it's gonna be stamped out into an atlas. So it's somewhat of a seamless database of sorts. And just looking at all the elements we're going to need, and we heavily leaned on David for that, um, just because of some of the elements that we were unfamiliar with or didn't particularly know, whether it be the Baja Dubai Trail or all the missions and so forth. So we, uh, we compiled all that and then really heavily researched a lot of, uh, of public domain databases. I mean, one of our MOs is that we don't ever just use an exclusive data source from any one uh, place, or even if it is public domain. We even looked at buying some, you know, uh, proprietary or uh, private companies uh, data early on, and it just was so prohibitively expensive. We decided we could do better ourselves and that we could build it for ourselves. 
The only data you need is David Keir. He's been hand drawing maps down there since 1974. Well, yeah, that was and that was it. And so we we you know we we declined to buy the private data and said, okay, well we'll just send a bunch of field checkers down there like we normally do and start checking stuff out. Well, then we all know what happened, and uh, unfortunately we weren't able to do that. But fortunately, we had David in the wings and could lean on him a lot more as a consultant, and he was. Uh, more than eager and willing to do so. So we were very happy to have forged that relationship early on. And it really uh, it really was key to getting this thing as good as it is. Um, well, th those are two um, very uh, apropos words for describing David Kier, um, eager and willing. So David, tell us where uh, they screwed up. You know, show, show, show tell, tell uh, slow Baja world uh, how much work you had to put into this to uh, to get it up they, to David Kierspec. They are only now seeing by the ordering frenzy what a thing, what a mm, a new direction in life that Benchmark Maps is taking by entering the Baja map world because we are so passionate about our maps of the land that we love down there. And uh, it was just a super, super thrill to have them contact me to meet and discuss this project. And I've been wanting to be helpful uh, in producing an accurate Baja map since the land in Baja Almanac days when I'd, I'd written him letters and was never able to meet or contact him directly, only through third parties. So yeah, when he passed away, it was like, well, what's gonna happen now? And um, Baja Bound and I um, discussed working out something to, to produce a guide and a map. And you know, I, I produced some maps in the road guide, which um, will hopefully be published once this COVID uh, nightmare has passed and travel is fully opened up, which I think we're pretty close to seeing. So uh, anyway, it was just a great thrill for Benchmark to contact me. We had a great meeting in San Diego and I was ready to uh, help in any way I could. And boy, I, I, uh, I was just so thrilled that I could help as much as I did. Yeah, well, I, I saw some of these from afar. You wouldn't uh, wouldn't let me take too close a look at them when I came to, to speak with you last. And it's very, I mean, it really is super exciting. Again, if you've been kicking around Baja for a while, and you know you've been at it a few more years than I have, uh, the the you know the old AAA maps, which now you have to find on eBay or someplace else, those are one that everybody should have. Obviously, the 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 atlas that we've spoken about. And, you know, I remember having a conversation with Jeff at, at Baja Bound about, oh, he had a line on the distributor, had cases of those things still sitting around and they were just negotiating what, what they're going to pay for them. I thought that, what does it matter? Get, buy them, get them all hundred bucks a piece. We can, you know, do a big fundraiser. It'll be fun. Yeah. But here, here it is. Benchmark Maps has come to the, um, come to tackle this project an international your first international project and you've produced it beautifully i keep looking at the map the, and i'm i'm really hooked on the recreation side of it right now and looking for dirt roads and trails that i can drive in my old land cruiser i keep coming back to this green lines oh look at this oh look look and it's the baja divide the baja divide route is in your map that's just amazing <laughs> 
Who wants to tackle that, Neil? Who, who's, the, who's the corporate genius who says we're putting in the Baja, we're putting in a bike trail? Well, the, again, that was one of those things that we were asking David about some of the unique features, you know, just as you would say in an Oregon Atlas, put in the Pacific Crest Trail and so forth. What other sorts of trails? I mean, we do, we do a fair amount of mapping for other companies and they do all these overland routes that people create. And so we figured there had to be one somewhere in there um, for you know, the, the extreme recreationalists. So that one was in there. And then the other one that David keyed us into is the El Camino Real as well. So yeah. that's in there. Yeah, that's kind of an important one, California yeah. history and all. Uh, so um, pitfalls, anybody want to tackle that? Bridger, you want to talk about a few pitfalls in, in deciding to take this project on? Really, the, the only pitfall we ran into was COVID because it interrupted our ability to, like, like Neil said, get out there and drive the roads and field check it. Now, we still have plans to do that soon, um, likely before the end of this year. Just to confirm things, we, we continue to update our atlases every couple of years. So our field work never ends. And as it comes time for a second edition, it'll get better than the first. And, and then the third will be better and the fourth. So can expect this to improve over time. We like to say that we've been crowdsourcing since 1995 because we freely um, accept and, and openly invite uh, any edits or feedback from our customers. All our information is in the back of the Atlas along with all of our other titles. Um, so we look forward to uh, compiling our, our list of edits for the next edition. And it's always something we like looking forward to. Well, that, that, you know, I've, I've got this flagged right here to, to share. Our world is always in flux, thus map elements and conditions are constantly changing. Help us keep these current by sharing your expertise and notifying us of changes. We enthusiastically welcome comments and corrections. You know, yes. you're, and Michael, you're to, that point, to that yeah. point, if I may, um, We've already received one from, well, it's from David, who obviously keyed us off, but like say San Felipe just became a municipality two days ago. Oh, it's it, its own uh, thing now. It, it speaks to the, uh, <laughs> how, how quickly in flux things can become. Oh, that'll, that, don't worry, David will send plenty of corrections. <laughs> I'm sure. We're betting on it. David, uh, you want to chime in? I can be a fun guy too, you know. No, I, I, I appreciate the stream of corrections that you've sent me over the years. So I, you know, there's got to be somebody who's just not um, yeah. seeing what other people did before and saying, oh, well, they haven't done their homework. And that's David Kier. He's the guy who's actually checking it all. I'm, I'm the Baja egghead or nerd or whatever the title needs to be because I just love looking at maps and it's like it's like flying over the land that you love and I started drawing maps as a kid to remember the places where we camped in Baja and so maps in Baja guidebooks and maps that I drew were just all around me and in my office you know I've got three wall maps two from Mike McMahon and one from an outfit out of Vancouver, Canada that produced a folding map that I had laminated. So wall maps and surrounding myself with maps just somehow entices me to look down. And then if I've traveled that road, which fortunately through Baja Bounds Connection was able to do extensively, 
uh, between um, 2016 and 2019, I was able to give, you know, fairly fresh input on roads and everything changes, you know, uh, the next season's tropical storm can wash out a road and, and benchmark has just been wonderful about, you know, adding little notes and suggestions like the road up to Mission Guadalupe north of uh, Mulahe frequently gets washed out and they put a notation in there that just to that fact and it's things like that and things that like benchmark has on their atlas that they welcome uh, comments and and edits and they want to keep the map is up to date and nothing is a hundred percent but we try the tr the more we try to get it close to that the better the product will be and more enjoyment and function will have for everybody out there yeah, but you're really killing the uh, secondary market on this if you're making it better every uh, every new edition. You know, who, who's going to collect your first edition uh, map if the second, third, fourth, and fifth editions are even better? You know, it's funny. A lot of our customers um, view their atlases as as collector items because they enter their own notes. Um, they're full of memories, and they keep them with them all the time in the car on the shelf. But we we like to educate folks that, um, you know, mapping is like most things, a human endeavor. It's, it's never going to be perfect. It's always going to improve if you're dedicated to it as we are. And uh, if you want to have the best up-to-date travel experience, you're going to need the best up-to-date maps. And you don't have to replace them every two years when we do an update, but every five years, every four or five years is a really good uh, guideline for folks that travel to a certain area often. Keep your old ones on the on the bookshelf with your memories and notes inside and have your new one you know in the in the car but that's pretty good advice i i, I want to ask you um you'd mentioned field checking how does one get that job how do how do you field checkers um map in real time tell me a little bit about what makes you guys different with your um devotion to accuracy and actually having these things field checked. That's, that is our number one most frequently asked question is how do yeah. I become a field checker? <laughs> that's and, the number uh, one resume we receive as well. <laughs> yes, very true. Take some unique skills. I'll let Neil speak to him. Yeah, um, it's, it's funny that you ask I'll, I'll, in the sense that we have a guy out in Southern Utah right now field checking. And so what what that, and and essentially entails is him not only having a, a GPS so we know where he is at all times just for safety and you know we're also recording his breadcrumbs to find out where he's been but um, he's out there recording and not just observing from you know behind the, the windshield as it were he's also out uh, interviewing as well talking to any park ranger or any local expert in which he can flag down and potentially bribe with an atlas uh, or just wants to talk about geography and just uh, so forth. So that's that's what he's presently doing right now. And this is becoming quite the hot topic because we're still trying to figure out what's gonna happen with uh, all the National Monument stuff in Southern Utah. And as we have a reprint coming up, that's key to at least getting correct in the next edition or at least current in the next edition.
You know we can't wait to drive our old Land Cruiser down to Baja, and when we go, we go with Baja Bound Insurance. Their website's fast and easy to use, Baja Bound Insurance, serving Mexico travelers since 1994. If I can, though, Michael, can I follow yeah. up with that for just a sure, second? Sure, go ahead. Another thing that we do, in addition to field checking, and we consider it a form of field checking, is what we call desk checking. <clears throat> Excuse me. And what we do, like we have an, an Army-trained uh, aerial imagery analyst for who, who worked in Desert Storm years ago. And so he is our one of our key guys that when it comes time to seeing what is in the field, we'll go out and... and no, he'll go out and peruse all the current aerial surveys for the areas and double check those as well when we can't quite visit there or you know if we have a, a question that we can't figure out from data alone. So, so form of field checking, but we call it desk checking. I think I just realized that an awful lot goes into these things. An awful lot that the casual user uh, doesn't think about how the, all this information gets transcribed, uh, cross-checked, double-checked, and then printed, and then improved upon in the next edition. Um, that's really amazing, and it's a beautiful um, product, and I'm gonna be excited to actually get it out and uh, field-check this myself. Um, let's get to the, uh, the final lightning round here and just talk about what, what your expectations were of creating this Baja Road and Recreation Atlas. How long did you discuss it before you pulled the trigger to start producing it? And then I think you guys have had a little bit of a, a moment here in the Baja world. People seem to be damned excited about this. So what, what were your expectations about that? Any, anyone wants to jump in, take it. Sure, I'll jump in on the, on the product. You know, all of our atlases, when we start a new state, they take two to three years from, from beginning to to the release date. So we knew a lot of work was gonna go into it. Um, we knew there was demand for it because of folks like David, um, obviously, and with a lot of consumer requests that we had had over the years. Um, we did not expect uh, for it to blow up and effectively sell out the way that it has in such a short period of time. In fact, we are um, in steps to, to initiate a quick reprint because we need more stock. and. We actually didn't do a small print run by any means. We, we expected our supply to last um, for a year at least. Um, and it's essentially gone in a couple of weeks. So the, the amount of demand, even though it, you know, it was indicated up front that there was a lot of demand, it's 10 times what we expected. And we know that's a lot of pent up demand from there not being a good um, atlas of the area in many years. Um, but it's, it's just been lights out for us. A home run we did not expect to hit this year. So it's, it's been very exciting. Um, and we're looking forward to potentially having, you know, a company retreat down in La Paz or, or Ensenada or something as soon as we get a chance to. Take a, as soon as you get a chance David, to take David, a breath. Yeah. David, yeah. Can, David can say, I told you so now. Yes, <laughs> he did. Yeah. I am so pleasantly surprised and happy um, Probably not too surprised, but it's very pleasant to see the reaction that at least you know, me monitoring both Facebook and, and Baja forums, yeah. um, seeing the reaction.
and uh, it's been great. And I'm so happy for you guys. So I'm looking forward to seeing this grow. And it's great to hear that you plan future editions. So we know that there's a, a long-term um, future for this product that it will be updated as new roads come in or things change. It's really nice to hear. Yeah, I'm following that up and say, not only are we looking forward to updating it, we're looking forward to it just evolving as many of our titles have. I have a particular PowerPoint presentation for our New Mexico Atlas, which was one of our first ones back in 95, and it's gone through 10 editions now. And it's absolutely astounding just to see what is, you know, either been forced by marketing or technology or, you know, just, uh, <laughs> just the, the styles of the day, anyhow, the, the state of the art, I guess. So, um, yeah, it's, we're looking forward to it evolving and, and, and becoming even a bigger, better product as, as time goes by here. Yeah, they all become a living thing. Yeah. yeah. We look forward to seeing it grow. Yeah. Well, let's, um, let's, do two things here. We're going to wrap it up. So I'd like you to tell people, tell the Slow Baja uh, community where, if anywhere, is the best place for them to put in an order um, for, for a map for a Baja California Road and Recreation Atlas. So um, that's the question that you'll answer in just a second. But, um, you know, I'm old fashioned. I drive this 50 year old truck, uh, only use paper maps. Um, I learned in Baja, you always ask a local, what's the road look like past your place? Where do I go? You know, can I get through on this vehicle, whatever the vehicle is that I'm driving at the time? You've got one of these handy dandy new gizmos on the front of your, uh, right on the front cover of your uh, atlas that I can put my smartphone up to and it gives me a whole bunch of digital stuff too. So can you jump into the digital side of, of this um, atlas? I mean, we've only been and awing over the paper side, but can we talk about just the digital side for a second and then tell everybody where, where they should go if they want to get one of these guys? Sure. The, the QR codes that you'll find in the book will take you to a few different places. We have um, sort of hidden web pages on our website um, that contain expanded information resources, um, that you can find some of it's from the rec guide itself. Uh, it's just an online form so that you can, you know, tap a website and it'll open up or tap a phone number and make a call. Um, so the QR codes are a nice way of kind of supplementing the printed book with some uh, digital content. Now, in addition, there is a digital product that's derived from this printed atlas. It's the uh, Baja California Atlas landscape maps. It's available now on the Avenza Maps app for iOS and Android. Avenza Maps is kind of the iTunes of maps. It's a, it's a large place to shop for hundreds of thousands of maps. Many of them are free, many of them are not. Like many things, you get what you pay for. Uh, you have great map publishers there that sell digital versions of their maps in Avenza Maps, and effectively it's like a PDF download. So it works offline, has a lot of great features in it, like placing waypoints and adding photographs or notes to it. Um, and that product is basically the 40 page, uh, 40 pages of landscape maps from the book um, that are all tiled together in, in, as one seamless map. Uh, so that product is a, a single download and you get the entire Baja Peninsula. 
um, both states. And you can zoom in and get to the richest detail that we have here in the Atlas. Now you don't get the recreation guides from the Atlas. So the printed product, they're really meant to complement each other. The printed product is really a great planning tool uh, for sitting down, looking at the recreation guides, getting those smaller scale maps that show regions that kind of help you figure out how many miles is it between those two points or, and then you can zoom in with the, with the landscape maps and really see that granular detail. I know that uh, mine came through Baja Bound Insurance. They had uh, pre-purchased a, a number of cases and were selling them as a service to their users. So that's how I got mine. Maybe you can tell us where the best place right now with all the hype is to find these, uh, find this beautiful map. Sure. Um, you can find them on our website directly um, at benchmarkmaps.com. Uh, other online venues to order the Atlas are uh, Baja Bound Insurance. Uh, there's Discover Baja Travel Club. Um, there is uh, Amazon.com uh, carries it as well. Um, there are, we plan to have it on bookshelves, on shelves in stores throughout the peninsula. Uh, in many towns, we have a, a distributor set up in Los Cabos, uh, Baja Books and Maps, that will be um, distributing it wholesale to retailers uh, throughout. So I would say, you know, online, short term, if you're in a rush to get there, order it online at benchmarkmaps.com and we'll get it to you quickly. Um, if you have a little time to wait for it, you want to buy it locally, uh, give it a few weeks, it'll be on shelves. Um, just give us an email or a call if you have any questions. Well, I'm not sure that I have any uh, real uh, cartography field checking skills to offer here, but I could uh, load up a couple of cases of these and drop them off on my uh, trip down the peninsula next time if you need a uh, an informal distributor. Absolutely. This is when you guys are supposed to be chuckling to yourselves. Neil, you should be chuckling out loud right now. How <laughs> well, many times do I get old MO. They used to call those guys trunk slammers, and that's what they used to do back in the days, kind of with the Fuller Brushman, but that's how that maps used to be distributed like that. Yeah. Well, let's, let's not reinvent the wheel. Hey, I really enjoyed getting behind the scenes a little bit um, on how this beautiful Baja California Road and Recreation Atlas came to be from Benchmark Maps. Um, and I'm delighted that you guys have come on board as a new sponsor. So thank you very much for that. And I really look forward to having this in the Baja visitor, Ted Donovan's ample lap open saying, where are we going, buddy? And having, having him my in-person navigator tell me we're following this little trail right here and we're going from here to there. And look, there's a taco stand. You actually have taco stands in some spots on this, uh, on this map. That's incredible. David, did you plug in some of those? Details? Oh, no, I think most of taco stands, I was presently surprised to see on there. Um, we made sure that places like cow patties and sherry's at uh, Bahia Asuncion. And I saw that. I saw that. I yeah, the, the, yeah, we made sure those were, were on there too, you know. How does one become a cartographer? Because I know, David, that was probably, you know, in, in your wheelhouse for some time when you were. Yeah, it was, it was my prof profession uh, choice uh, in my early 20s and irrigation got in the way, <laughs> changed me. <laughs> well, Neil, how does one become a cartographer? Yeah. What was your path? It really just started back. I knew what I wanted to go to college for, and I always enjoyed drawing, at, you know, when I was younger and wanted to make a career of it. 
but I didn't think I wanted to get my MFA. I didn't believe I was that creative that I could rely completely upon my creativity and, you know, say as an artist. But I was also interested in civil engineering to some degree, but I didn't want to learn how to use a T-square and how to, I didn't want to be a draftsman. So I felt like this was kind of the best of both worlds, that it kind of gave me a subject material in which to, to focus on, but yet allowed me to express my creativity on top of that. So it was kind of a, a nice blend of, of both of those. Okay, um, if, if I may tease one more thing, I mean, not that sure. it necessarily needs to make the podcast, but I know David's been chomping at the bit. We are <clears throat> right on the cusp of having a wall map. Yay! So, <laughs> and we, we will I'll obviously give David the, the right of first uh, critique. So we will, uh, we will be, uh, we will be talking to you, David, shortly about that kind of thing. I'm so happy to hear that. Teasing a wall map, when you say wall map, uh, what does that mean? How big of a map is that? Is that, is that like the folding map that you would have in your is glove it, box? No, it is, it's not a folded map. This is going to be more presentational. Presently, okay. it's 30 inches by 40 inches, or 40, excuse me, 48 inches by 30 inches. So this is frame it and put it on your wall. Exactly. Awesome. Well, you know, again, I don't know if it's a, if it's an age-related thing or not, but it's just so great to see the map folded out in front of you or on the wall to say, oh, well, see, we were here and then we we're going to go there, but then we ended up going here instead, rather than just trying to scroll on a screen. Oh, yes. There's a big world of difference between electronic maps and physical maps, for sure. Yep. Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, just, just like you described, the way you socialize around them. All right. Well, guys, thanks. Thanks a bunch for making some time to talk about this. And I look forward to uh, seeing uh, Baja in person unfold from the pages of my benchmark map into uh, dust in front of me. So thanks again and uh, look forward to talking to you all soon. You got it. Thanks for bringing us along. And uh, we look forward to hearing about your adventures on your podcast. All right. Appreciate the opportunity. Thank you. All right. And David? Well yes. done. I appreciate uh, appreciate you getting the details right all the time, and I look forward to talking to you about some other Baja subjects soon. Sounds like a good idea to me. Thank you. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Take care. Thanks. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Slow Baja's wardrobe is provided by Taylor Stitch. Responsibly built for the long haul, Taylor Stitch makes clothes that wear in, not out. Wherever your adventure takes you, Taylor Stitch has you covered. Check them out at taylorstitch.com. Hey, you guys know what to do. Please help us by subscribing, sharing, rating, all that stuff. And if you missed anything, you can find the links in the show notes at slowbaha.com. I'll be back before you know it. And if you want to receive notices on new episodes, please follow Slow Baja on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for you old folks.